now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. Huh. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time, you better get ready to race to the I'm top. Ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Hey guys, Jamie here and welcome to episode four of Mindset with Muscle. Now this is episode one of a two-part series and the reason that I've broken this down into two parts is basically I have so much to talk about today. If you didn't know already, it is my 33rd birthday. Well, it was yesterday and as with every birthday, I get pretty reflective and a couple of years back, I decided to do a 31 about 31 and it was 31 thoughts and feelings about my 31st birthday and a lot has changed over those years and every year now I add another number of course but also add more thoughts and feelings and what I want to do is go through all of these 33 thoughts and feelings over this next two-part series. Now the feedback already on my post has been fantastic but I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into each and every one of these posts. So we're going to be kicking off with part one with the first 16 thoughts and feelings. Kicking straight off with number one, and it is a quote. A discussion is an exchange of knowledge. An argument is an exchange of ignorance. Arguments contain a lot of emotion, and emotion during arguments leads to complete blindness. When people have arguments... What they're trying to do is get the other person over to their way of thinking. And that's just wrong because everyone has a different perception of the world. Yet, so many people think the world revolves around them. And I always go back to this favorite Aristotle quote. It is the mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without accepting it. You know, Just because someone sees the world differently to you doesn't mean that you need to accept it or most importantly to prove them wrong. Have a discussion about it, see that person's point of view, understand that you don't need to agree with it, but if you want, you can still be friends. And don't get into an argument, don't let emotion take over and say you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, especially on the internet. Because something that I've said before, no one wins an argument on the internet because you've both got two things, Google and time. Number two, to handle people well, we must never criticize, condemn or complain because it will never result in the behavior we desire. Now, this is from Stephen Covey and his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend that you do. As mentioned in the previous podcast about envy, a lot of people criticize and condemn out of insecurity. Usually they criticize and condemn others because that person has something that matters to them. And if they don't, why are you criticizing and complaining and condemning? Ask yourself. It can be a habit which is built up because of the environment that you've surrounded yourself with. And remember, acting in a negative emotion back never solves anything. Something that I have practiced quite a lot and, you know, no one is perfect and I don't always do this. But whenever I do, I get maximum results. And that's when someone reacts negatively to me. I respond positively. It's very hard to reciprocate negatively when you're being so positive. Promise you now, try this on the internet. Next time someone trolls you or hates on you, look at 
their profile look at who they are hopefully they have one and if not you know why they're hating and trolling but reach out to them go hey cool dog hey awesome instagram profile be positive and i guarantee you'll either get no comment back or a positive one back when it comes to social media act like you're playing a game know that you know this know that if you respond positively that you'll win the game Number three, you will never truly appreciate another man's beard until you have grown one yourself. Now, ladies, this one's going to be a little bit difficult for you. However, I'm just going to talk about my own experience from last year. Growing a beard for me was really tough. Most people were asking me, what the hell are you doing? What's that on your face? And it's something that you've got to really want to do for you. You've got to persist through it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of maintenance. And you can truly appreciate it when you succeed in growing a beard. And as the old saying goes, don't knock it until you try it. Moving swiftly over to number four, find hobbies and people that make you forget you have a mobile phone. Now this is an obvious one, but this got kind of solidified for me last year when I was doing a lot of swimming, when I was doing a lot of backwards running, and when I had a week off social media. It's amazing how creative you are, how the world changes, when you're not distracted so much from your mobile phone. This is why you need to deliberately practice this, getting away from your phone and finding these activities and people that cause you to forget about it. And number five, it's always the little things that matter. You always remember the little things that go wrong and sometimes these little things can take away the amazing big things. And I've experienced this from a consumer point of view and I've also experienced this from a business point of view. Always think how could I make this better? Think about this with your business, but also you know, think about this when you are seeing things from day to day. A few from a business point of view is five guys. Five guys put extra fries in your bag. It's a little thing that probably costs them a lot of money, but a lot of people appreciate it. So number five, always remember the little things matter. Number six, if you're good at something, it will help you in life. If you're great at something, it will change your life. We've already spoken about this on a previous podcast. If you are good at something, then keep beating on your craft until you are the best at it. And I guarantee it will change your life. So many people are good at a lot of things, but it's very, very easy to have deliberate practice and focus on being great at it. For me, it's public speaking. For other people, that could be tennis, that could be absolutely anything. It could be bodybuilding, it could be fitness, it could be CrossFit. Whatever it is that you're good at, Focus more on it and be great. Number seven, stay away from people who are constantly talking shit about others. They are probably doing the same to someone else about you. People love a gossip and a moan, but if you have these people around you, not only does it cause you to gossip and moan, but also ask yourself, who are they doing this to about you? It's a very easy thing to get into but it's also a very easy thing to get out of. Curate your friends. Listen to what it is that they're saying. Understand that it has an impact on you and look to monitor and manage who you choose your time with and spend time with. As the old saying goes, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So make sure that you're spending time with game changers. Number eight, there is absolutely no reason whatsoever to put eyelashes on your car. Now, I don't know why this bugs me so much but it does i just can't understand why you'd have eyelashes on your car it's almost as bad as those people that put those stickers 
that say powered by fairy dust. What they really mean is avoid parking near me unless you want a dent in your car. So eyelashes on cars, it's a big no-no for me, I'm afraid. It's a strange one. We could be talking about motivation all the time, but if I see eyelashes in a car, it's, I don't know. It just It's just beyond me. Moving quickly on to number nine. This is a great quote from a blog by Benjamin Hardy. When two people feel safe and comfortable in a relationship, they're willing to have honest and sometimes difficult conversations. They're willing to disagree. They don't have to see eye to eye on all things. In fact, they shouldn't. And this talks about very much emotional needs. Something that I'm going to be doing a podcast on is Tony Robbins' six emotional needs. And it's the balance line between uniqueness and love and connection. If you have too much uniqueness, as in you're on your own quest for success, that can produce loneliness, something that I have spoken about before, but also too much relying on each other equals codependence, and it's getting the balance of that. You need to agree on certain things in a relationship, but also you need to have your own things too, and it's healthy to have disagreements. Remember what we said? Arguments, not so good. Discussions, much better. Emotion gets very high, shall we say, when you love the person who you are arguing slash disagreeing with. But I think in order to have a very successful relationship, you need to have these discussions. You need to be honest and you need to have difficult conversations. One honest conversation that I had, not only with myself, but with my wife, is that we're getting very, very busy with a lot of things. You know, we've got holiday coming up, etc., etc., and the house is getting a little bit messier. Now, it's easy for me to turn around and go, oi. We need to we need to clean this house, but you know I took responsibility and said like I'm sorry, I've been really really messy, and I know you've been busy, and we've both been kind of messy, and we really need to sort our shit out basically. Um, my wife agreed, and normally you know a couple of years back I would be on the defence, I'd be you know playing the blame game as like well, why is this house a mess, and and not looking at myself going because Jamie you're messy, you're you're a very messy but unorganised person when it comes to house duties. You know, I'm very organized in my business, but very unorganized in other areas. And it's something that I need to schedule and plan and manage very much like my business. So it's important to have, you know, these honest, difficult conversations. Um, They're only going to come, however, is when you feel safe and comfortable in a relationship. And some of the breakdowns that I've seen in relationship is from insecurity and not willing to have these honest, difficult conversations. Number 10, judge a person by how they train their legs and how they train their heart. Now, these are quite different, shall we say, but you can always tell how hard someone trains and persists when they train their legs. Legs are probably one of the hardest things to train in the gym and one of the most painful things. And if you're very good at training legs, you tend to exert a lot more energy and persistence in other areas. So I have found. And training your heart, you know, your heart is... a uh, heart and head something that you really 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 need to focus on and train and understand that we what I mean by this is that we make very emotional spur of the moment decisions without thinking things through and it involves a lot of training and exercise we've got to exercise our brain just as much as we have to exercise our body so if you really want to know what a person's all about a go for a leg session with them and B, look at how they treat people, look at how they do their day-to-day routine, and look at how they've trained their heart. Number 11, Mozart wrote over 600 songs in which only six were truly great. Create, produce, 
put it out there and constantly improve. If you are consistent and passionate about what you do, you will eventually create a masterpiece. Now, where I was going at with this is that, you know, Mozart probably wrote more than 600 songs and, you know, more than six of them were probably truly, truly great. However, what I'm trying to get at with this is that even the greatest people in the world produce stuff that wasn't their best. But in order to get to their best, they need to keep putting things out there. They need to keep getting better. And the reason that you're not getting better is that you're trying to put out things that are perfect, but you're not learning from perfect. And actually, that stops you from putting things out. Keep creating, keep consistent, keep putting out your work, because eventually you'll create a masterpiece. Number 12, most of us spend too much time on what is urgent and not enough time on what is important. This is another quote from Stephen Covey, and it's so true. So many of us don't sit down and think about what's important in our lives. And what should be important in your life is your family, your friends, your loved ones. And unfortunately, we don't spend enough time with these people. We spend so much time on earning money, on leveling up, on hustling, that we forget to prioritize the things that really matter. Start understanding that focusing on what's important can have good positive effects on what you believe to be urgent and it can really change the game with those. Taking time off, spending time with family can re-energize you, refocus you, and enable you to get things done better. Number 13, never apologize for being awesome. So many people hide their talents and skills for fear of making others feel bad. And this goes back down to the envy thing. People don't mind people that are good at things. People get a bit funny when people are great at things. Some of the people that I've spoken to in the past who are very, very successful and very, very rich, they've had to curate their friends because they liked it when they were doing okay, but when they're doing incredible and they're earning lots of money, etc., etc., there's a slight envious bitterness to that. And then they start moving down that malicious envy. And what that actually stops that very talented person from doing is showing and displaying their awesomeness. Never apologize for that shit. If you're awesome, keep being awesome. Number 14, there is no such thing as a person that does not like gin. You simply haven't had a good one put in front of you yet. This is so true. I've had so many people over the last six months that say, I don't like gin. I said I don't like gin for many, many years. And it's probably because you're having a Gordon's and Tonic. There is hundreds, if not thousands, of different gins. All different flavors, all different mixes. I guarantee if we ever met, I could find one that you enjoyed. Trust me, there's plenty. Number 15. This is another quote from Stephen Covey. And to get what we want from another person, we must forget our own perspective and begin to see things from the point of view of others. When we combine our desires with their wants, they become eager to work with us and we can mutually achieve our objectives. This kind of solidifies a lot of the other points that I was talking about. A lot of people are very selfish. A lot of people wake up every morning wondering what the world has in store for them. They're in a very reactive state instead of being in a proactive state and I spend a lot of my time now putting my feet in other people's shoes and thinking what does that person truly want and understanding that I'm not trying to convince someone over to my point of view what I'm trying to do is understand what that person wants and see how we can work together to get there now I've done a post in the past called the cloak of fat loss and what that was talking about is an argument between the wind and the sun. And the wind saying that he is stronger than the sun. The sun saying he's stronger than the wind. 
and then them having a competition to see who could blow this cloak off this man. Now, no matter how hard the wind tried to blow this cloak off, the guy clung tighter to the cloak. And every time the wind tried to blow this cloak off, it was just getting tighter and tighter and the bloke was holding onto it more. Now, when the sun tried, the sun beamed its rays and the guy started to get hot. And then the sun started to beam its rays even more and the guy got so hot that he took his cloak off. And where that's trying to go with things is stop trying to tell people what you want them to do by forcing them. Show them the path, show them the way and let them make their own decisions. And that can really, really help you achieve your objectives. And finally, number 16, give as much as you can and want nothing from anyone and you will get a lot in return from life. Now, I, I do this a lot. A lot of it is subconsciously as well. So many people that I went for a few beers with said to me, Jamie, you never pitch me anything. You never ask me for anything. You give me a lot and it's incredible because I want to give you more. Now, this is obviously the reciprocity effect, but I'm very confident in wanting to give value in the world, but not expecting anything in return. Just a friendship and knowing that someone is going to use my information for good is enough value for me. But I get a lot of return for that because these people want to do stuff for me because of the reciprocity effect. And it comes down to that saying of give and forget, receive and remember. And this is something that I do all the time. Something I practice without an agenda. Give as much as you can and want nothing from anyone and you will get a lot in return from life. Well, ladies and gents, that covers part one of our podcast. I'm going to be back next week covering the final 17, but I'm going to finish with my favorite quote that's what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel and what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do and today you've been listening to me jamie alton legends i will be back next week have a good one